finally break the shackles of a boring phone company sponsor so you can bring in a new boring phone company sponsor. <laughs> it's that so MLS. Oh, it's that time of year. The, uh, we did it. The, the, we made it. The Vancouver Whitecaps have uh, have changed telephone providers just like every other uh, Canadian who's, who's tired with their uh, their service. Oh, boy. The jokes write themselves sometimes. This is... Uh, uh, we uh, are... Yes. This is a North American soccer podcast with myself, Andrew Bates, and Nick Thornton. That's me. Hello. Um, it's it's been a minute since it, since not just we've talked soccer since we've talked at all. That's right. It's a, it's been a it's been a long it's been a long cold winter, but I'm uh, I'm I'm warmer now being able to chat with you. Um, just because it's the uh, we've been getting this. It's like ten degrees today, but it's going to be so bad tomorrow that they've canceled uh, the the college basketball game that I was going to cover. So it's yeah. this. It's it's just been this sort of like things are almost maybe going to uh, thaw here and then it gets way colder and worse. Yes, that is currently happening in Vancouver, although, of course, uh, a much milder <laughs> version of it. But it's like it's that like, you know, it's two degrees. The wind is howling and it's raining kind of weather where it's like, sure, snow is technically worse, I suppose, but... <laughs> Both are cold and kind of awful. MLS um, has been going through its uh, its attempt. Uh, I, I think a, a, in an Apple an Apple uh, glossy uh, rebrand, both in terms of how it's being presented. The the league pass is being rolled out, and this week we've had all these jerseys being uh, uh, splashed all over Twitter. Yeah, it's certainly we the Apple era is underway, and uh, I for one welcome our new overlords. <laughs> yeah, you um, got it. How do you think? What do you think? I got so it. I got it. I'm just gonna, you know, like I, I was always gonna get it. Um, my history with TSN is long and storied, and I, I was like, I don't, I don't care what I have to do for this new service. Of course, we've talked about the some of the drawbacks to this. Um, I was kind of surprised that it, at least until like late last week, it was vir- there was virtually nothing on the Apple TV app about MLS. Um, like I could not actually find anything about it, and so there was kind of I was quite surprised that they were launching it so close to the actual beginning of the season um, because I was like anticipating that there'd be more hiccups because I think in my head. <laughs> I was thinking of some of the services that we've had to use in the past years. <laughs> but it turns out Apple knows how to, like, launch a thing for the most part when it's ready. Um, and everything just suddenly appeared. They've got behind-the-scenes stories from every single uh, fan base across the league. They've got all kinds of little featurettes ready. Um, I haven't watched any of them yet. But, like, the rollout is officially here and underway and as you say of course now we're starting to see across like mlssoccer.com the full seamless integration of apple tv <laughs> i uh i am liking some of these kits that have come through uh some of them are i i appreciate uh at snaves on twitter that's just like i'm gonna uh i'm going to roast all of them whether or not i think they're good 
which I think, which I think a a corporate branding uh, maneuver. That's uh, Adam Whitaker Snavely of uh, of Dot Esports. Um, and the it's just uh, some of it. Some of it is is interesting. Some of it is. I mean, like you know, the the Seattle Bruce Lee jersey is like it's pretty cool. I don't know. I would have. Kn- I'm a big fan of the DC United Cherry Blossom jersey. I'm all over that one. Oh yeah, people have been howling at them to do that for a long time, and it looks pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. It's extremely funny to me that the uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps have rolled out now. Uh, this this all these rollouts happened started on started on Wednesday, and I joked yeah. at the time that the sales staff are just working the phones constantly to be able to uh, to seal the jersey sponsor deal. And then that was announced on Wednesday, and then later on or on th- on Thursday, and then later on Thursday, the Whitecaps team account launched the Bloodlines jersey, which is almost exactly the same as the last year's jersey, except it now says Talus on the front, and the light blue stripe on the hoop is now red. Um, the it, to symbolize. Bloodlines, which means they're big fans of WWE's Roman Reigns. Wait, um, but <laughs> I mean, it it truly does. It's just like the th- the thing that's bad about it is just its blandness. Yes. Like it's it's sort of like if you took three of the most boring, mostly white white caps jerseys throughout our history, and like it looks it looks like a telesad. And the, <laughs> like it's just. You look at the you look at the front page of MLSsoccer.com and they have all the currently announced kits in perfectly branded graphics that showcase their 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 special marks with big word marks, except one. The White Caps announced this thing today and MLS has not rolled it out. Well yeah, I guess I don't know. We always just seem to be somehow like a step behind or like submitting our work late or something. But it's just, um, of course, the biggest change that will happen with uh, Apple now being a, a part of MLS is that iTunes gift cards will now be accepted for GAM. <laughs> I was going to also say about the the Whitecaps jerseys is that they celebrate um, a lot of a lot of key parts of the history, such as the 1986 hoop. The uh, the 2011 pinstripes and also the New England Revolution color scheme for some reason. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> the uh, yeah, and and I also uh, I was speaking to uh, our friend Ricardo who who said uh, Chicago Fire. That also mm. also that calls out to me too. You just there's yeah. two there's there there is and have been a lot of navy navy teams in MLS. So if you're going to introduce some sort of new color, you got to check. Hey, uh, do we know that like three or four teams haven't done this already? Mm. Um, not sure. But the uh, but yes the. I I am I am looking forward to the the uh, point in time where uh, I can both um, purchase a new uh, purchase the new like you know can you can you still buy MP, can you still buy uh, MP3s on the Apple Store or are we are we a thousand are we a thousand years behind that now 
Um, <laughs> I have no idea. To can, be I think you can. I think you can. can I we, think you can buy a song. Can we roll that? Can we get another now that now that 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 we're on that now that MLS is on Apple? Can we get some brand synergy uh, in addition to the the gift card gam that you mentioned? Uh, can we get a second MLS album? I would <laughs> absolutely. I would like that. If there's a if there's a pointless thing that needs revival and rebranding, it's definitely an MLS album. I think we're can roll out Clint Dempsey from retirement. Like, yeah. Uh, I Clint think, Dempsey I think presents my only MLS real worldly... bangers. <laughs> my only worry is that, like, you know, MLS loses some of its just hokey charm. Uh, with really slick corporate branding that Apple will bring. But then I'm like, it just sort of feels like it's inevitable with Major League Soccer to just be kind of silly. I think we'll be okay. One of these one of these is uh one of these jerseys looks like it is attempting to fool uh um photo like AI photo recognition. Um another one looks like a stream of any kind of liquid you can think of. It could be. It could really be any liquid. <laughs> it could. It could be any liquid. I don't think was part of the marketing discussion. You have one that looks like a pajama top. So I don't think that this is going to be. I don't think that this is going to be not hokey anytime soon. Yeah, uh, it seems un- seems unlikely. Um, but that's what that's what we enjoy so much about it. I think the strangest the strangest thing for me, if I were about to, if I were uh, rolling out a service um, for the first time and in, in, in wanting to and really trying to ingratiate everybody and in, in creating so much original content for it, as you noted, um, I would have maybe tried to put more preseason content because. It's surprising to me that they had this Coachella Valley Invitational that the Whitecaps were a part of, and none of these games are streamed. Like we've 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 encountered issues before with teams in preseason having like uh, geographical blocking, so you can only see it if it's in the right region. But in this case, it's like you have this, at the same time as you roll out this service. You you have the ability to uh, to be promoting your preseason games, and and I have I feel like this this preseason so far has been kind of a blip to me. I've been trying to take yeah. I've been trying to track like the the scores and trying to keep you know uh, abreast of what's happening in a broad sense, but you know just looking at score lines isn't going to tell you anything. You know, the- no, and I mean, I feel like it used to be like I feel like MLS has always just like completely misunderstood that there are people that actually care about preseason, and it might just be you and me, but th- we're still people. Um, the people that are going to yeah, pay w- over a hundred dollars in a year to watch their team's games—that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's like I'll watch the shitty YouTube stream. I don't need it to be slick, <laughs> but I would just like I remember seeing you know players like Kakuta Mane in preseason. And seeing some of what he was capable of and, like, again, it, like, it helps build narratives that keep you attached to a club and and players that you can follow, um, especially because preseason's a great chance to see some of the, like, reserves and substitutes play a lot more minutes and get a sense of what they're about. So, I mean, yeah, especially as people that, like, you know, 
basically give MLS free advertising, um, it, it sometimes feels like there's not really much to work with. And I agree, this preseason, both from the Whitecaps side and from just MLS side, to me has just been kind of a non-event. That makes sense. And in in how much do this we we had a little bit of a, a discussion about coming in coming in this year as, as as the season comes in. How much is this related to the fact that everything is so early? Like you were you and I were talking about mm. transfers. You were saying that everything kind of felt quiet activity wise. And it's like it is wild to sit here and think um that we are less than two weeks away from the season start. Partially because half the league is going to probably be under snow. Yeah, no, it, I definitely feel like it kind of crept up on us or <laughs> leapt up on us. I mean, there's been transfers and certainly there's been some some notable moves and, you know, we'll we'll get to all of those. Um, but it, it especially in the in recent weeks and again, with the, the launch of the MLS season pass, and all that, I feel like there was, it seemed a bit unfocused. <laughs> and not, and again, like not with not a lot of content. Now, in the app, they've added a whole bunch of, of stuff. But yeah, it just feels, both from the team and from the league, like a little bit mute, muted in a way. Um, Nothing makes this more fun than people. Like, like right now, it's all sort of content. We're... The preseason is 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 missed an opportunity to create content, but they they have all of these you know all of this all of this Apple produced content and all of this social content, and it's like the they're missed is any opportunity to engage people through it. It's I, I wonder how much of this is actually engaging people, which will be the problem when you're when you're dealing with a, a paid service, even if some of the games are going to be listed as 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 available for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe it'll be different when people are in stands, though. And I imagine it will be, and I mean, it, it is still a big experiment. I, I saw today, now they've um, integrated Apple TV into, like, the MLSsoccer.com website and things like that. Like, things that, you know, <laughs> we've been, seem kind of common sense, but, like, we just haven't had before. Um and I imagine once the season is underway, that will happen a little bit more. But yeah, I'm 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 kind of uncertain of what I should be focusing on, and um, like I there's no real stories to follow. It's all just kind of like content about every team, but nothing about like what's currently happening, <laughs> and nothing specific about the actual season that's about to be played. Um, which is obviously where our interests lie. That's right. Um, I think the biggest, one of the, the biggest pieces that has, has come through in, in, you know, very sad news um, was the, the Charlotte FC player who passed away. Yeah, yeah, that was just like, yeah, it just sort of came from nowhere. Um, Anton Walks, very popular in, in Charlotte and uh, in Atlanta United as well, and... Um, all the clubs he played at uh, passed away at age 25 due to an accident in South Florida. Awful. Um, yeah, just fucking awful. Um, and 
one one nice thing from it is if there can be anything nice gleaned from it is just it's nice to see people talk about a person that was very well respected and um yeah obviously uh, this player was uh a huge part of all of the clubs he was at and, and left a big impression on a lot of people um and it's just such a horrible thing for a team to have to try to wrap your heads around um at any point like i not that's right. But especially, but it's weird to say, like, but could this affect their season? I'm not trying to be like salacious like that. I'm just saying, like, as people on a team who work together, it's just such an awful thing to have to try to to reckon with at any time. And I would say not. I'm not like you're saying not not about production at all, but just this idea no. of that this is a this is a new club that is you know endearing itself to. To its fans and 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 the fans are endearing themselves to players and and in any club in any league in North America, the expansion players stick with you, you know, to a certain degree. They were the they were the ones around for for the fans that that were in at the ground floor. They were they were an indelible part of the club and and this will be um, this is a sad moment for for everyone. Uh, in the league, but it will also be a sad moment for them to, to, you know, to move forward with that. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, soccer gives us all a lot to celebrate, and it occasionally gives us things um, to uh, to grieve together. Um, that's ought to that's got to be pretty early in a club history to have uh, to be to, to add that into it as well. Yeah, and, and especially as well, uh, you know, a, a player that I think was clearly a real leader as well um, and, and so well-respected is it leaves a, a big hole for, you know, those people. Um, so obviously, you know, our, our hearts go out to uh, both, of course, his family and everybody at Charlotte FC and everybody who knew him because it's, yeah, it's just... It's one of those things, man. Um, other other things yeah. you had uh, you had been talking to me about uh, New York City. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, everything seemed to be so good for City for a hot minute last season, um, and and not so hot for a while. Well, they were coming off the, but, the the beginning. I would call that the beginning when everything was was good. They were the defending yeah. champions. They, it seemed like the cupboard was stocked. They liked their manager. And now the the cupboard is suddenly looking a little bare. Um, I had completely forgotten that they somehow waived Sean Johnson. So he's gone to TFC, which, like, just kind of blows my mind a little bit. Like, you're not going to pay the best goalkeeper to just stick around and do his thing. But obviously for TFC, like, they have been hurting for a consistent goalkeeper for some time now. And this fills a massive, massive need for them. Um, But it was sort of like it was Sean Johnson, like, and I know he'd already left in uh, New York City. But, like, then from there it was just like the dominoes started to fall. Alexander Collins is gone as well. Uh, He's going to Girona. Um... There was somebody else as well. Anton Tinnerholm uh, left in November. Um, That's right. Tinnerholm's gone. 
Santi Rodriguez is is uh, his 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 loan also ended in the uh, in the new year. Uh, and I think we we already talked about Maxi Morales and Eber taking yeah Eber. That well. was the other person bit, which is like it's sort of like Montreal. It's like oh, so just all of your most crucial players. <laughs> oh yeah, just a little. Not not just not just your most skilled, but like in terms of the players that literally dictate the entire course of the game defensively and offensively gone oops okay um so and i feel like that's been the case for a few clubs i mean we've talked about montreal already um and it's not that there's not still talented players but it's like the players that they've brought in i would say are not necessarily to the same level of the players that they would be ostensibly replacing now i think city still has a very good team. Um, it, it's just going to be interesting to see how they adapt without so many crucial pieces. Like we've seen MLS clubs lose one or two great players every season. I think that's just kind of a given in MLS, but to all of a sudden have five, six, seven keep pieces gone is, uh, it's going to be an interesting season to watch for them. I, I mean, I think they'll still be, good but like i think they're going to be searching for an on-field identity and players to to drive that home for them i think part of their success has just been the confidence that the players have in themselves uh, at city and in in each other and so when you mess around with that a lot it just sort of yeah begs the question what what's the on-field result of this going to be uh, New York Red Bulls also, um, like you said, have there are a lot of clubs going through this, and they have they've got some some turnover. Patrick Lamala has gone to Israel, and uh, they have they have signed. I had this down. Uh, where is he? Where did I put the the notes for this? Um, they signed a Belgian player who uh, who had spent two years in in Dante Van Zer. Who uh, scored 18 goals in Belgium's second division and got promoted to the Jupiler League, where he scored 12. So, um, a hot hand, certainly, but uh, but but one that's kind of a there. If ever, MLS teams are always having to uh, to discover diamonds in the rough, one way or the other. It's true, and and like it, it should be said, there's been plenty of players that have come into this league before that haven't really been on our radar or we've known very little bit about, uh, very little about. I mean, there was hype around Joseph Martinez, but nobody really knew who he was. Um, so there's possibly the players have already arrived and they're just flying under our radar. It wouldn't be the first time. Um, one player that's back in to, to, to make note of where players are actually coming back to MLS. Uh, Diamande is back from Europe and he's joining, joining former coach, Bob Bradley again at TFC as well. I think that's another very good signing for them. Big fan um, of Adama Diamande. I thought he was great at LAFC. Yeah. Yeah, and and in very much in the mold of like a Bob Bradley uh like attacking midfielder of just like big, powerful, strong, smart like uh very athletic players that can hold up to the rigor of physical MLS play. So I'm excited to see him back in the league. Not so excited to see him at TFC, but hey, can't have it all. 
Lucas Cavallini landed at Club Tijuana. He's just saying that, that he's very happy to be back in the league because he thinks it's better than MLS in in uh, Liga MX. Um, Christian Arango went from LAFC to Pachuca, uh, but <laughs> LA Galaxy's Julian Araujo is going nowhere uh, because he uh, his transfer to Barcelona uh, came 18 seconds too late. Oops. Oh, to be that intern. <laughs> yeah, that's one where it's like, I don't know, guys. It's pretty every everybody always in in the European transfer window, everybody always works at the the uh everybody works at the last minute, but I would feel pretty I would feel pretty put out if I was a player whose club was like, "Whoopsie doodle. Sorry, you're not going to Barcelona now." To ever to how to forever have to live with the knowledge that you were 18 seconds away from playing for Barcelona. <laughs> However, time has a strange way of making you uh, realize you might have dodged certain bullets. So that's a good point. Out, okay, that's a good point. I, w- I was kind of surprised by the uh, Christian Arango move. I mean, not uh, we're obviously used to LAFC uh, transferring out players and having a pretty high turnover rate, but. Maybe I'm less surprised and more just kind of disappointed. I, I thought Rango was one of the most exciting players uh, in the last couple of seasons and just, I think, had a, a bit of an edge in creativity in attack that um, you don't always see. So it kind of sucks to see him leaving the league, although who knows? We might be uh, seeing him in the All-Star game just playing for uh, Liga MX instead. In the League's Cup. In the League's Cup, that's right. We may meet again. That's right. Um, the uh, Sebastian Druisi is staying where he is. He's signed through to uh, 2025. That's true. There has been a number of clubs that have re-upped with sort of stalwart players as well. And I think we should make note of, like, that's still a significant signing for teams just because it's a player coming back doesn't mean it's not important. So as to, uh, to further our, uh, Oh, I, I saw this very, very soon after our last, uh, our last meeting, Mark Geiger is the head of the, is the new general manager of the professional referee organization. <laughs> Fuck me. Right. Oh, wow. It could be worse, but not by a lot. <laughs> Wow. What should new fans know about Mark Ge- about new uh, professional referee organization general manager, Mark Geiger? Watch your back. That's what you should know. Oh, Geiger. The the we've we've spent a lot of time uh face palming about this individual, and I think that one of the things that sticks out the most is that one of the one of MLS's I, maybe this is overstating it to say it was one of MLS's biggest problems with VAR, with implementing VAR when first came in. Um, but the uh, the thing about VAR is that the person in, on the other end of VAR is also, you know, a person with their own, uh, you know, inner biases. And I think that it confirmed MLS fans' inner biases <laughs> that some of the <laughs> problems in that first season with VAR were just like totally wacky call reviews from Mark Geiger as a VAR. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was the that was one of the that was like one of the notable things about VAR and its first implementation. So that's that's one example I can think of to, to say, get why this I, is funny. I think a kind way would be to say he was keen eyed <laughs> and a more cynical person might say he saw things nobody else saw because they didn't happen. But um it's a hard it's a hard life being a referee and um Again, I, I think there's worse picks, but um, maybe it's better that he's off the field. <laughs> pushing, pushing up hand. Um, the uh, forward to our idea of this being a sleepy, a sleepy February preseason. The the soccer equivalent of being forced to wake up at five thirty in the morning um, <laughs> is that Seattle uh, went to down to Tangier and uh, and. And had were were bounced in one game from the That's Club right. World Cup. Um, That's right. Against you hate to see it too, because I I really quite like watching the Sounders talk a big game and then <laughs> just demolish their foes. But it's really really unfortunate to see them talk a big game and just get pushed out. The one the, the one thing I will say about it, and and I went and checked. This was my understanding at first. I didn't get to see the game, but this was my understanding, and I checked the, the highlights to confirm it. You say, I don't think they particularly played bad in that game. Uh, the first thing that you see in the highlights is uh, is a, is is Al Ali from Egypt recording a shot, and the commentators being like, "That's the first shot on goal in this game, and it's the fiftieth minute." <laughs> the uh, the 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 play itself was very late in the game, and it was kind of a it was kind of like a messy defensive turnover from from Seattle that uh, is picked up by Al Ali, and they they hit the crossbar. It bounces back to one of their forwards and is able to hit the ball in a way that kind of like Fry probably could have been standing in a little bit better of a position to try and recover from it, but it's just like, yeah, we're all still just waking up here. It's five thirty in the morning. Uh, regarding yeah. the, the time of the year it's february nobody's nobody's ready to play soccer yet yeah i don't know big february energy in that game um so unfortunate for seattle uh but you can't i don't think that this tells us anything about seattle either i don't think that they looked terrible in it it was just sort of one one bizarre moment in an otherwise uh grinding game yeah yeah, I agree. Uh, as much as I'd like to think it's it's some sort of omen for their season, I think I think they're going to be all right, you know. And yet, and if anything, and if anything, to crash out of a tournament early, uh, as we've seen, could turn out to be a blessing later. So that's true. If it, it, not, to, not that we should fail upwards, but you know, sometimes from how it felt when Seattle won the Concacaf Champions League to now, obviously they. Their season totally crashed out in an, in a way that was negative for them, but it is wild to think that this may have this may have been in a sense the most high profile MLS game of all time, and it received almost no hype. Yeah, it it, it delivered on zero expectations <laughs> with with nothing, but still. Um, that was uh, that was intriguing. Sometimes, to me. sometimes it's just too much soccer. Again, like this is this is my twenty twenty three season 
soapbox that I will return to often. It's like, maybe it's too much soccer. Maybe we don't need every single tournament. The World Cup... Maybe there's enough. This is this is going to be the problem with the League's Cup, is that the League's Cup is like, saw the, saw the, 20, uh, the 2022 World Cup and thought, what if we just did it again? Um, but the, yeah. the, the thing is, is it like... That tournament, as much as people, you know, ev- uh, evaluated it like uh, positively from the in from the on field stuff, I think it has really decreased the entertainment value of the league games on either side of it. Like, I don't think that yep. it has been as fun. I think the people have been lower energy. I don't think the games have been as good. Um, I think that like we're gonna look back and think that this. Maybe people who watched it will have enjoyed watching it enough that that that, that won't that that won't feel like it was a net negative for them. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, we have other reasons why we think it was a net negative, but it was like yeah. But I but I also think that like it's not going to be it wasn't a good idea to do it then, and it's not going no. to it's it is going to increase that feeling of saturation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, what else? Well, Canada soccer has been uh, Canada soccer. Have you ever heard of one of those like um, the sci-fi ideas that like you sort of have a small supernova in the in the middle of your spaceship that that makes the spaceship go because it's just constantly imploding and exploding at, at the same time. This is what has been sure. happening with Canada soccer. In the time since we talked, oh, yeah. there was a yeah, yeah, there yeah. was a scandal about uh, John Herdman. Uh, New Zealand sources out of New Zealand were saying that they had signed John Herdman as their as their new coach, and the uh, John Herdman had to post that he's definitely not going anywhere. Um, the uh, this is not necessarily a moment of, of controversy, but an important thing to, to note about is that the um, Atiba Hutchinson and Sam Atakubi has have been impacted as, as as much as many people have um, by the terrible uh, earthquake situation in in Turkey and northern Syria. Um, mm-hmm. That has been awful in terms of its death toll. They they have have been attempting to. Um, raise money for the for recovery efforts, including the the Red Cross. Um, the Atakubi was fine, but he uh, had to leave his t- he had to leave his town, um, and he is now staying with Hutchinson in Istanbul. And his mm. team is his team is on uh, on temporary pause for this season and they're going to decide next season if they can continue on. So he's looking for a, a short-term emergency loan, um, probably to somewhere in Istanbul. Like is, is, is the, the story right. from the athletic from Joshua cloak, um, which was really, really good. Just about what obviously a nightmare situation that was. Um, and mm-hmm. it's something that we're, we're all, uh, it's just it was was awful to hear about. We're we're hoping for the best for people um, who are affected by that tragedy. So they yeah. they they are promoting some of those fundraising efforts, and and, and it's good. I'm glad that they have that that push. Um, 
the in the last couple of in this past week leading up to to the she believes cup which is a um usually just like a a, uh, yearly plea for a living wage is it not (laughs) it was she believes she's worth more than this oh my god it was like the defector headline that was like canada canada women's national team forced to play in women's equality tournament was like yeah deadly yeah um yeah the uh essentially we are familiar with the story from uh of the men's team um refusing to play and, and having the 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 Panama game canceled in the fall over concerns about where the money was going and 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 what is happening financially um there have been there has been reporting also from the athletic that um that essentially there have been 50% cuts to both the men's and women's programs uh, is is what is being suggested, suggested as far as I understand. And uh, the women's national team has complained that they essentially, like, they don't have a home game, they don't have enough training leading up to the 2023 Women's World Cup. That's the thing. Like, it's not – this is not the – the allegation, really, in this case, is that the, the, the is that Canada soccer um, focused it all on the men's World Cup, and now the women have a World Cup to play in as well. And Canada soccer is like, uh, guess what? We ran out of money because we sold the farm. Just there's such an embarrassing organization. Like it's just. You know, I was going to say incompetence, but I think it's just greed. That's it's uh, it's just small it timers. Just never en- like it's just so like it's the gall to just keep it going and to just be doing such a spectacularly bad job so consistently. It's like how how are we still here? How does it keep getting worse? Well, who are these people? Because they don't have. Because they they got they they gave up the money again. We have been uh, discussing the the issue of this idea that Canada Soccer is hard up for money because the sponsorship money that in, in media rights money that would have flowed in from the world uh, flowed in from the World Cup flowed to Canada Soccer Business, which um, is a holding company that I believe. Uh, so is is the Campiel owners is 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 where that money goes, and they have, they pay money back to Canada Soccer, but it's a relatively small amount of money, um, and they have then gone out to CBC saying, "Oh, we're misunderstood. We want to fund. We want to put more money into the programs, but we want to make sure that it's going to go to top flight." Uh, you know the 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 top, the best the best possible resources, which I wonder, does that mean that they don't want to fund like Nick Bontis's business travel or something? Like I don't know, I don't know what is the implication of what is what is being said here, but yeah. the the uh, Christine Sinclair said we're going to do job action. They were not going to play the game. Now the the game is underway currently. Um, and they wore uh, 
they showed up to press conferences with the jerseys inside out. They've they've they were wore uh, purple tops for gender equality during the, the lead up because again, this is all this is all supposed to be this is a this is essentially like a a preseason tournament, an attempt to get the top nations matches against each other to keep each other fresh. Um, but it's all going. Mm-hmm. It's all going. This is. And if this didn't happen, who knows what Canada soccer would have would have tried to put together. Um, yeah. So it's just it's just a mess, and we have talked about it. It, it's, it really is just a mess. <laughs> it's the same. It, it is in some ways exactly the same discussion in in, except that in this case that they can't. You know, Canada soccer. Canada Soccer's use of the equal the equal pay line when they were talking to the men's team in the fall felt like a little bit of a cop-out. It's even weirder that they used it against the women's national team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that it, was it how they started like their press release. Yeah. It does seem like there's communication between the teams, but I, I feel like that's the next inevitable step is is that they need to expand the solidarity and the men's and women's team need to be speaking together. Um, not just issuing the same statement, but I think issuing joint statements, press conferences, like I'm uh, 100% behind them doing what they need to do. Um, it, yeah, it, it's just, it, it baffles me how some something like Canada soccer could just continue to have free reign, have zero accountability, and to keep pulling this kind of crap. Like, You're talking about the national team programs. Is the players are the lifeblood? They are the the reason that any of these people in suits have jobs. They are the meal ticket. And you are like, oh yeah, I want to, I want to, I want to put. Earl Cochran up against, or no, uh, I want to put, I want to put Nick Bontis up against, uh, uh, against Christine Sinclair in a popularity contest. What are you thinking? What are you, just, just the, the, the notion of, of that you, you tell these people to sit it out or, or it's, it's so small time. And this is obviously there are many, many passionate Canadian uh, soccer fans and the, the the country is is that has only increased as they've rallied around the men's and women's national teams um, with the successes that they have had uh, the notion that but the ways in which Canada has not been ready to become a soccer nation is that the actual infrastructure for the teams themselves is so lacking by a bunch of children, (laughs) just children. They're just ran by people who don't know what they're, they, who would be small time in any organization that was not soccer. Yeah. Um, and no offense to kids out there. In fact, you know what? If some (laughs) children could apply to replace this current board, you know, I'm sure you'd get plenty of votes. There are well run. There are, Uh, there are well run kids clubs. Um, but Absolutely. The the problem, and, and this is something that we talked about in the fall as well, is that the problem is that for the longest time, Canada soccer had too much decision power centered in decision, like the, 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 they changed their voting structure so that 
there would be less of that that people who wanted to improve the national team um, wouldn't necessarily be have to compete as hard with the not the the voting structure benefited clubs like you know youth clubs and, and local participation a little bit more uh, over other parts of the membership and in in the technical staff and whatnot the the so so you kind of had to get more uh, I'm trying to make sure that I'm remembering this all right but essentially there was a switch there was a switch to a more centralized the the being able to vote in a way that 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 benefited the um the 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 people that wanted to to improve the national team and, and the national team programs mm-hmm. that happened uh and obviously there have been some benefits that have resulted in that but then all of the key executives that were involved in that got shooped up to the world cup into the to fifa itself yeah well, that's like all these organizations, right? Is it's just reward they reward bad behavior, and it's the the uh, the drivel rises to the top. It seems. Yes. So yeah, that's that's really frustrating. And in the middle of all of this, Canada has qualified for the men's World Cup for the second time because FIFA have quali- FIFA have have uh, certified that uh, all three. North American hosts are getting uh, are getting buys into the tournament in 2026. Right on. That's not nothing, I suppose. If uh, <laughs> if we're not complete, if we haven't locked out our entire teams by then, but uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see we're we're with we are in we are in solidarity of the players trying to find a workable solution. The the people hundred percent the people are the important part of soccer. That's all it comes down to it. Absolutely. And if it means that they don't play so that they can get a fair deal and sort this out, then so be it. That's fine. It's the important part. I'd rather be proud of, you know, my country based on job action than off whether or not we won a tournament anyway. <laughs> uh, until... Uh, the 2026 Men's World Cup in uh, in Canada, U.S. and Mexico. Uh, where can we find you online? You can find me online on Instagram at that's so MLS, and you can find this podcast at that's so MLS dot com on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> oh wow, we were early adopters there. Um, but also wherever you get podcasts, where can we find you? You can find me online on Twitter at Team Bates, www.team-bates.com. Um, yes, please uh, tell everybody uh, you can and, and get them to subscribe as we head into a new season. And, and as always, um, we are doing our – we are in our preseason mode and, and wanting to 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 – make any sort of changes in, in thinking about how to to uh, to make it a, a bigger and brighter and better show for the, 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 the coming year. So if you have any ideas, please reach out and uh, let us know what you want to see from your That's on the List. Yeah. And, and until then, don't get sent off. Geiger is always watching. <laughs>